0: John chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Then Jesus, six days after the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Luke chapter 10 gives us the same similar passage. Verse 40 says, but Martha, everybody say, but Martha was cumbered about with much serving. Verse 42 said, But one thing is needed, and Mary, everybody say Mary, Mary hath chosen that good part. By the help of the Lord today, I want to talk to you for a little while about being Mary in a Martha's world in Mary in a Martha's world. Lord, we need your help today. Let your presence and power meet with us as it has throughout this worship set. Lord, we have felt your presence. This music and worship team, Lord, has led us into the throne room. And God, here we are in your presence. I'm so humbled to be in your presence today. We need you and we need you to do what only you can. We honor you today, Lord. Let your spirit and power and your word speak to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. Mary in a Martha's world. Some some time ago, I began considering the thought regarding the balance of doing and being i want you to say that with me doing and being and i was considering the balance of doing and being martha was good at doing mary was gifted at being This is what I'm seeing in this text. Martha was the doer. Mary Mary was gifted at being. But neither of them can survive in one another's world if they did only what came natural to them. Now I'm going to speak some things that could revolutionize your perspective on serving God here in the next few moments. Perhaps Mary was also a doer, but Jesus said that Mary chose. Everybody say, Mary chose. Mary chose that good part. Martha was a doer. Mary was gifted at being, but Mary chose. That good part. Meaning she made a decision on what was best for her to do. One translation uses the word best. She chose the best part. She, in other words, made a decision. I could do what is good. I could do what is best. And she chose the best There is something powerful in our ability to choose what is best at the right moment. Timing can be so very important to understand what needs to be done and when it's more important that we are focused on being. And the decision that you and I make could have the, the ability to either capture the attention of God or capture the attention of man. But also notice that sitting at the feet of Jesus was not all that Mary did. Jesus said that she chose that Part. So it was only part of what Mary did. It was not all that Mary did. I told you, I'm going to speak something to you that might change your perspective on serving God. Some people feel like all I need to do is show up to church and be here. And your being is all you feel like that needs to happen. Others feel like that if I can just get here so I can serve and do, that that's what's going to capture the attention of God. But the truth is there must be a balance in every life that we are a servant of Christ that we are doing, but when we get here and the presence of God shows up, when we get in the throne room like they just finished singing, that we stop everything. Ushering is not important. Greeting is not important. Playing the right notes or singing the right notes is not important. But being in His presence is the most important thing at that moment. seven and a half billion people in the world that need Jesus. What are you and I spending our best time on? I'm not talking about the time that's left over, but what are you spending your best time on? If we actually study the idea of first fruits and what was offered unto the Lord. Get money out of your mind right now. I'm talking about what we're giving to the Lord of ourself. So the idea of first fruits was not giving to God what was left over at the end. But it was giving God the first fruits are the best. It was the first that was taken. What are you and I Doing with our best time. I'm not talking about 10 minutes before we fall asleep at night when we have nothing else on the agenda and we know that if we pray that we'll drift off into sleep so we give Him what's left in our day. That's not what I'm preaching about this morning. I'm talking about being a Mary that chooses, makes a decision to say I'll set some quality time apart so that I can get alone with Jesus and serve Him at my best, and that and I, in our early years of marriage, we traveled for about three and a half years as an evangelist. Truthfully, I was never called to be an evangelist. I'm not sure perhaps there is such a calling. I'm not here to debate that today, but It was not my greatest gift. My my ministry giftings were not those which lend themselves to being an evangelist. My my preaching style did not fit the protocol of an evangelist per se, particularly an evangelist on the field 30 years ago. My wife is wanting to shout amen. Amen. I told a friend some time ago that my opportunities to preach out is from one of two groups of people, either my close friends who really want to see me or my close friends who had a cancellation and couldn't find anybody else. I'm unsure who was the most miserable in those days. Perhaps it was my poor wife who endured my mediocrity, or maybe it was the good churches and pastors that gave me the opportunity to be on their platform. It's so important for you and I to reach a point that we understand who we are and what our giftings and callings really are. It's one thing to want and desire. It's another thing to be called and gifted. And when we learn to operate within our giftings and callings, we can choose the good part and God can work with it. Let's answer this question today. Who was Martha? She was probably a widow and likely owned the house that she lived in. Her younger brother Lazarus and her sister Mary lived with her. But she had a reason to be anxious. She had guests in her house and she cared about how well her guests were taken care of. And this is a good thing. Before we become critical of Martha, perhaps we should learn that Traveling is so different when you're in the driver's seat. Somebody ought to say amen. When it's your reputation that is on the line, you'll care how your guests are treated. You care about the outcome so much more when it's your reputation on the line. Martha's response, I believe, was a normal response. As the eldest and the hostess, she was concerned about her guests that were in the house. She was the one responsible for everything. Now, our text isn't the first time that Martha focuses on serving. When Lazarus died... And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Martha heard that Jesus was coming and the scripture says that she went out to meet him. Everybody say she went out. She went out to meet him, meaning that she left Everything that she was doing. Here's Martha the doer that left everything that she was doing to go out to where Jesus was to meet him because she wanted his experience at her house to be an unforgettable experience. So before you start ripping on Martha for being all about doing and Mary being the one that just was the one that knew how to pray and we've created this type in the church that says I'm a prayer warrior and that's all expected of me. If we're not careful, we'll have a Martha that says, hey, I I, I take care of this and that around the church and that's all that is expected of me. But I'm coming today to tell you that there is a moment when the most important, Thing is, what we're doing in the house of the Lord, but then there are a lot of times when we come together in a service such as a day that our doing needs to be put on hold and our being becomes about Him. Somebody today ought to break forth in your praise and say I'm going out to where he is to meet him and to let him know you're welcome here. My praise will be in front of everybody else but I'm going to let you know that I'm glad you're here. So Martha went out to meet him. Now, consider Martha's reactions just before Jesus' crucifixion in John chapter 12. Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There, they made him a supper, and Martha served. Martha was the doer. She got things done. Her priority was serving. But maybe that wasn't all. She also had a relationship with Jesus. Is anybody with me today? Don't devalue the relationship that the doer has with Jesus. It sounds to me like serving was part of what Martha did. But she also had a relationship. Now let's look at Mary. Mary was the youngest sister of Martha. So the question at hand in Scripture is why was Mary not helping? Jesus, six days before the Passover, Came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which has been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. They made him supper. Martha served, but Lazarus, which was one of them, sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor. Of the ointment. About the third time I've read this to you because I'm trying to get this to sink in deep in your spirit as this is coming together in our mind and thought process. What an incredibly beautiful picture of worship. Martha became upset and asked Jesus to rebuke Mary for not helping. Here's where the issue comes. The issue wasn't even with worship. The issue wasn't with serving and position. The issue wasn't with Jesus. The issue was with who do you prefer, me or them? It was a competitive spirit that will stifle revival and stop the growth of a church. Jesus. Would you rebuke her for not doing what I think she ought to do? Because I am serving. I should get the attention. Here sits Mary silently, pouring oil upon his feet and upon his head, washing his feet with her tears, drying them with her hair. And Martha's over here in competition saying, I'm going to break out the better silverware and the better cups. and I'm going to get his attention one way or another and then began to ask Jesus to rebuke Mary for doing what Mary was supposed to be doing. It was a spirit of competition. If our worship or our prayer or our service or our ministry or our talents Ever start being competition, we will not be able to please the Lord. It wasn't Mary that was competing with Martha, it was Martha that was competing with Jesus, that was competing with Mary. Because worship doesn't compete, but gifts and talents have the ability to compete. I didn't think you'd run the aisles with me today. I'm trying to change our perspective and understand if we're not careful we'll let our gifts and our talents override what needs to be done at the moment and we'll begin to compete one with another and we will let a competitive spirit stop the moving of the spirit, stop church growth, stop everything that God is trying to do because we want it to be about me. We want it to be about what I think and the way I think it ought to be. Hey, we are a church Church. He is the head of the church. It is about him. And our worship must never be competitive. For the doers in the house, it's easy to become upset. Especially when you feel like that you're the only one doing. It's all right to say amen. When you feel like you're the only doer on a project, it's easy to become upset. I know. I've been there. See, I go back, way back. I predate a lot of you around here. I remember called prayer meetings when my wife and I and one other person showed up. Many years ago. Today we call prayer meeting and have over 100 people show up. Thank God. It's easy to get frustrated when you feel like you're the only one serving. When you feel like you're the only one that cares. It's easy to get caught up. And it seems like that all of the Marys are being blessed by His presence And getting all of the attention. Jesus responded. Martha, Martha. (laughs) I never did like it when my mom or dad would say, Philip, Philip. Martha, Martha. Thou art careful. In other words, you you were precise in your serving. And you were troubled about many things. I mean, you are going into detail, you are detailed about your details. But then he said, But one thing is needful. Everybody say needful. Jesus didn't mix any words. He said, There's one thing that is needful. Sometimes, hear me, sometimes we spend our best energy and our best effort on details that are not needful and we neglect prayer, we neglect worship, we neglect fasting, we neglect outreach, we neglect Bible study, we neglect being engaged when we're in the house of the Lord but there is one thing that is needful. I'm calling the church to readjust our priorities. We got a week of prayer coming ahead of us. Don't feel like, oh, there's so many things I could be doing. This week at 8 o'clock God is saying, I'm looking for some people that'll stop your doing. And start being for about 30 minutes. And when you get through with your being, your doing, it's going to be much more profitable. Jesus, Martha, Martha, I would rather have your worship than your works. It's not that your gift or your talent or your ministry is not important. It's just that this moment it's not as important as my presence and you being in my presence. Sometimes, People see Martha as practical and Mary as spiritual. And since Jesus favors Mary in this text, particularly on the surface of reading through this, they think that spiritual must trump practical every time. But that's a bit of an oversimplification of the Scripture. What about when practical is spiritual? See, some people are so spiritual. They are so spiritual. They're a mile wide and an inch deep. The water rolls fast. But it doesn't move much with it. After all, hospitality is a big deal in the Bible. And here, Martha is hosting Jesus and his disciples. They're pretty important people, wouldn't you say? That's a big deal. Jesus is coming to your house and he's bringing disciples with him. Oh my word. My wife says, babe, so-and-so's coming over. I know what that means. That means put the computer down, get up, stop whatever you're doing and run like a wild man through the house Picking up all of your shoes and the junk that you left laying around, get this house picked up because somebody's coming to the house. But when she invites somebody over and there's a special dinner, special occasion, special invitation oh boy, it isn't just a jump up and run through the house. And shove things in the closet. I'm telling you, this lady cleans out the cabinets. The house gets cleaned from the attic to the basement. She cleans the corners and she's into everything. Because when you walk in, she wants you to walk in and say, wow, they were expecting me. She wants you to feel important at our house. And so she goes above and beyond to make things nicer than normal. She wants things. That's That's not how we live, folks. I mean, I picked up my shoes that I left sitting downstairs last night, and I put them upstairs today just before my wife came downstairs and I got in trouble over it. But that's how we live. It's not always perfect. But when there is an invitation and Jesus and the tribes coming over, I can only imagine the work and labor that goes into all the preparation. Listen, this week, we had a whole crew of people. Brother Jeremy came to me several weeks ago. He said, Pastor, I know you're busy. I want to help wherever I can. Give me a list of things that need to be done. I'm going to get some folks together. We're going to start taking care of some things around here that need to be done. This week on Tuesday, there was a group of people that showed up. They trimmed hedges. They pulled weeds. They, they cleaned around here. They, they cleaned fence rows. They did weed eating. They did mowing. That's you, just in case, I mean, you drove up today, and this place always looks so nice. Sometimes you just drive in and say, well, this is just the church, the way it looks. That doesn't happen to you. That doesn't just happen. There was a group of people this week that said, hey, we got some folks going to come to church Sunday. And we want this place, we want them to show up and say, Wow. There may be a first-time guest here today. I don't know. Maybe you showed up. I'm just telling you, there was a whole group of people that after they worked all day Tuesday showed up over here and they just wanted you to know when you showed up today, hey, you're important and we wanted this place to look good when you got here on Sunday. (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. I drove by, saw all the cleaning people working, Saw cars parked out here. Sister Nancy and people that are here and cleaning, making sure the building's nice. When we come in, we don't smell the dirty diapers left in the in the trash. Brother Tom's already taking care of it for us. See, what you don't know is on Monday morning, he's usually here before he beats all the rest of us here. He, he unlocks the church. Comes in, gets those smelly diapers out of the. See, because there's some folks that care about what this place is going to be like when somebody walks in. Is it alright for me to step way on out there today and say I believe Jesus cares how we take care of His house because it's speaking of how we're going to take care of the people that come to His house. We are meticulous. We want things to be nice and clean and well, made, well taken care of. This music team comes, they rehearse. Thank God they rehearse. Have you been to some of the places? They should try rehearsal. I've preached in some of those. A rehearsal would be nice. But thank you for making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Because they care about what the service is going to be like. On my desk this morning is a service plan. God can interrupt it. We can change it. We can modify it. And we do. When when the Holy Ghost takes over, we just throw it aside and move right on. But God's going to mess up a good plan because we want to make sure that we've done our part so we got some Marthas working around here getting ready but as soon as Jesus shows up Martha's got to go out the window because I'm going to choose the good part and be in his presence I'm thankful for everything that can happen around here but when we got in the throne room a few minutes ago that was all that mattered I looked through this building and almost every hand was raised people were reading toward God almost everybody in this building we were in the throne room that's what he's looking for a Martha that wants to be in his presence I won't be too much longer the word for serving in verse 40 is the same Greek word Watch, it's the same Greek word from which we get our word deacon, which means servant. It's a godly thing to serve. So much so that the early church created an office of servers or an office of deacons to meet the needs of the widows and the orphans. Jesus Himself said, I came not to be served, but I came to serve. So, what's wrong with Martha serving? Not a thing. Not a thing. Until her servitude became competitive. And once her service became became competitive, it became a distraction. Can I talk to you today? If what we're doing begins to become competitive, the first thing that will happen is it will begin to distract from everything else. And we'll wonder, what's wrong? I'm getting all the jobs done, aren't I? Give me more to do. I need more to do. I need more positions. No, what we need is not to allow our service to distract when we get in His presence. Because when His presence shows up, we need to be really quick to say, hey, I put in my time, I put in my energy. But right now, the most important thing happening is for me to get in His presence. I'm trying to speak to every CLC member. Thank you for your work, your service, and everything you do around here but when the presence of God shows up I wish somebody would throw down all of your tools and say it's time for me to get in his presence what I am being is more important than my title and what I'm doing scripture says Martha Martha was encumbered about with many things. That word encumbered means distracted by activity. Ugh. Distracted by activity. Sometimes we get so busy that it becomes a distraction. The Greek word there suggests dragging many things. Around with you. It's like trying to do a job and you've got your tools spread out everywhere and you're trying to bring everything with you along. Here you are, you come to the house of God and you're dragging so much along with you. Jesus said, Martha you're letting it become a distraction and your vocabulary of criticism toward Mary shows your competitive spirit. In other words, Martha you're stressed out and you want me to give you all the attention because of your service. Service does not get the attention of God, worship gets the attention of God and when your service your service is preparation for him to show up when he gets here we got to change hats and stop being a Martha and start being a Mary if we're not careful we'll get distracted about so many things I want to remind you That what we do is important, but what we are is more important. All the while, to God, there's one thing. He didn't say that none of the rest of it mattered. He said there's one thing that matters most. There is the best part. My challenge for you today is to always keep your perspective And understand that what you're doing for God, doing in the kingdom, people say, I want to be used. I hear it all the time. I want to be used. I want to be used. We all want to be used. And being used is a wonderful thing until it annoys you, and then you feel like you're being used, and then you don't like it. I'm just being real with you. Is that all right? As soon as you start feeling like you're being used, you're like, I don't want to be used. And it's like, well, I thought you said you wanted to be used. My point to you is that being used is one thing, but getting into His presence is the most important thing. What we are is more important than our job description. We're all called to serve. But the first thing that God desires from us is our worship. Both Mary and Martha were doing good things. But doing good things must be balanced in the, in the balance of proper timing. When is it time to do and when is it time to be? The issue is not choosing good over evil, but choosing good over best. If we're not careful, we'll spend all of our time being encumbered dragging around the baggage of a competitive spirit saying look at everything that I do look at all the responsibility that I have and as soon as things don't go the way we think they are or God gives somebody else their healing and not us or God moves on somebody else and not us there's things I don't understand this lady on the front row gives her life heart family and everything else to the Lord why did he not instantaneously heal her the first time we laid hands I don't know but this This much I do know. She's a Martha and a Mary. She's a doer, but she also knows when it's time to lay down all of the tools and say, i got to get in his presence. I don't understand the why of it all, but this much I know. By faith we believe that she's going to come out the other side and her clothes aren't even going to smell like smoke. It's just a little time. So don't get frustrated, Martha, in all you're doing when somebody else is getting their healing and getting blessed. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. And when he shows up, become a Mary and get at his feet because your blessing is on the way. The fact is we're called to be both, not one. It's not an either or. It's not, a, are you a Martha or are you a Mary? It's real easy for us. Psychology would like for us to profile people and say, let me do a personality test where you're a Martha and you're a Mary but God has called us to be born again and when we're born again, we are to be Jesus' people. That means we are to be a Martha when it's time to be a Martha but we're to be a Mary when it's time to be a Mary. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I have been made. All things to all people because he understood the importance of the moment and the time. Martha's head are full of thoughts about hosting. Making sure people are served. She becomes entangled in it. We live by doing. That's why we have trouble Being. Because we make a living by doing. And so when it comes to being, we all would rather say, hang on, I would rather be the doer. Mary had chosen wisely the good part. I believe it was for that moment because it was only part. This should not be used to conclude that serving is not necessary. Rather, the point is, That every one of us, regardless how much we are serving, need to make sure that we are setting time aside to get alone with the Lord. My wife had a strong word this week during a very weak and sick moment and she spoke to me about what she was feeling and I don't want to rob what you want to say because when you get strong enough I want you to be able to come to this pulpit and say what the Lord is speaking to you but I'm just going to share a tidbit if I may. She said God has allowed the church to go through the time that we are in right now on a lot of different levels because people have been relying on voices and God is allowing certain voices to be removed. There are ministers that are that are passing, elders that are passing and their voices that are being removed because the church has had revival and flourished based on the voices of certain people that have been climbing the mountain, getting along with God, coming down and telling the church at big conferences and camp meetings and great event what God is speaking and what God is saying and we rejoice and we respond. But God is saying, Moses, it's time for you to stop climbing the mountain, and for the people to start climbing the mountain. And my wife said, God has let the church get where we are until we get desperate enough to recognize, hey, some of the voices that we've been relying on are being removed. There's only one way that I'm going to hear from God. i got to climb the mountain and get to where He is and hear His voice for myself. It's time that we stop relying on the preacher to climb the mountain and come back and tell you what thus saith the Lord it's time that we become Mary and get in his presence and let him speak his voice to our ear <clears throat> worship and prayer is the good part Mary chose the good part. Serving is temporary. But time with Jesus will change your destiny. A meal is temporary. It'll serve you for a short amount of time. But Jesus has a gift that'll change your life. And last for a lifetime. The rhythm of life. Should be. Martha. When we don't sense his presence. But Mary. When we are on location with him. We need to worship. Like Mary and serve like Martha in summary we need Mary's heart and Martha's hands we're in a church that's on the move things are advancing looking up happening in a positive way it may not be 100% the way you think it ought to be but the church is moving forward And we're doing this together. We must be unified. We must not allow the competitive spirit to get in us, cause us to hinder and damage, push other talent and other abilities out away. We need to open our arms and understand that we're better together. And the more talent that surrounds me, the more my talent can be enhanced. Sometimes because I want to see things happen more quickly than it happens, I can easily get discouraged. But I understand that the church is ordered of the Lord. And over a space of time, I always look back and see how far God has brought us, where He's brought us to. I recognize that That the year 2020 has been the most difficult year of my pastorate. Probably the most difficult year of my life. And maybe for many of you. We've had so many different things that's happened. The church was busting at the seams. Things were going incredible. Since our attendance has crashed, people are afraid to come out. Some people have fallen by the wayside. Hurts a pastor's heart. It's easy easy to get discouraged and feel like, man, will we ever get back to where we were? But it's not about just getting back to where we were. I don't know when because I don't understand timing like God understands timing. But I believe that God is aligning this church And he is setting things up in his great timetable. I don't know a ton about prophecy, but what I do know about prophecy is everything in Scripture is coming to pass that that the prophetic word says has to come to pass. And in case you don't know, his coming is very soon. And we've got to be ready. And I'm telling you right now, and I feel the inspiration of the Holy Ghost when I say it. But we are setting on the edge of an end-time revival, a harvest and an influx of souls. And every Martha in this building needs to be working overtime, getting ready. Because when we do, when the gates open and when people begin to flood into this building, every ministry needs to be functioning above any level we ever have functioned before. We've got to be ready because this building's not going to hold the revival that God is going to say, get ready, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. It's all in God's timing. Come on, Martha, don't get discouraged because you're working. You just keep on working. But come on, Mary, when His presence shows up like He is right now in this room, you ought to lay aside everything around you and just say, i got to get in His presence for a moment because this is the good part. In the next week of prayer time, we need to make sure we don't let chores and agendas get in the way, but we get alone with Jesus and choose that good part. Come on all over the building right now, hands
1: raised.
0: Just turn your spot into a prayer room right now. Come on, our priorities are being
1: checked today.
0: Our schedules are being checked today.
1: I live, I live to worship you.
0: Do you value Him?
1: Do you value the work of the
0: kingdom? Come on, realign your priorities with God right now. Somebody just feels like you need to step out from where you are. That's fine if you do. You can pray where you are. You can come to the front of this room. Whatever you feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Let's just entertain his presence for a few moments. To worship you.
1: To worship you.